What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, the show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change your generation. I'm Trevor, health and nutrition coach. So today we're going to be diving into mental health and just an awesome quote I came across the other day. But before that, before we dive into this, also, welcome to the show, yeah, Hello. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Don. You've been on enough times now. The welcome's not as special. Oh, anymore, yeah, so. whatever. Okay. But anyways, cue that intro. I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. Yeah. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some bells. Limos in the windows, baby. I can't kiss and tell. Passive in my head, but it's not negative. Spewing on your tray. Please keep your sentiments, cause I don't need the energy you're giving off my sentiment. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I appreciate you. I'm excited for you to be here. And this is another topic I feel like I talk about a whole lot on the show. I don't know. I mean, maybe like the mental, mental toughness stuff or like the mindset shifts kind of go along with this. I've never been something to really talk about like depression or anxiety too much or anything like that. And I feel like that's on the opposite side of the spectrum from what you talk about in a way. What do you mean? So you're more of like the, um, like you said, the mindset, mm-hmm. the shift, but less so about the like nitty gritty of mm. you know what I mean you know what I'm trying nah, to say? I, I kind of get what you're okay. saying I, I I know what you're saying and I also just can't put it into words on yeah, okay. yeah, cool cool <laughs> but remember guys before we get into this if you like this show if you learn something the fee is sharing it with one person so the show keeps growing I appreciate you guys but let's dive into this so that quote I said I came across uh, it's actually an Arabic saying and it goes you want to die you want to die, then throw yourself into the sea and you'll see yourself fighting to survive. You don't want to kill yourself. Rather, you want to kill something inside of you. I was like, holy shit. And that's not to say it's the people who say I'm dead inside. That's something completely different. Okay. <laughs> Here we are trying to have a serious conversation. And you're, I'm, I'm incapable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, same, but I don't know. I just, this was like one of the few times, like a mental health, like saying like really jumped out at me. Cause it was like, that actually makes a lot of sense because look at the way people commit suicide. It's quick. It's yeah. We're at the end of the day. It's not that we want to kill ourselves. Like no matter how depressed you are. And like, I've had those like dark times. I wouldn't say I've had full on depression or anything like that, but I've had my sad moments. So I can't completely speak on this, but it's losing sight of the light. And I think this is one of those things that kind of brings it back where it's like, okay, so there is that light in you somewhere, but it's just about taking that perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Cause there's lots of people that say they want to die or in the moment they feel like they want to die, but put them in a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. They're going to fight to survive. That's just mm-hmm. human nature. And that's, I mean, that's one reason why they take the quick way out. I mean, obviously they want to avoid pain and suffering Mm -hmm. during the death process, but it's so that they can't fight with themselves on the decision. The decision is made for them and it's made in an instant. Mm. You know what I mean? So, and I know, like you said, you haven't been someone who is, 
like truly, truly depressed. Unfortunately, I have been. <laughs> I was um, clinically depressed for many years. Not well, many, a, a few, <laughs> many, a few, whatever, the same thing. Um, and so I feel like I have like a little bit of insight into it. Of course, everyone's experience is different, but you know, I never had the feeling of I want to kill myself. That's never been something that I truly, other than like something acutely happening where I'm just like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but there's, you know, no matter how bad I felt, no matter how numb I felt, there was never, I relate to that quote because I never wanted to die. I wanted to kill something inside of me, mm. something that was pushing me down when I wanted to be up. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, it's interesting. I, I've never necessarily suffered from like depression. I feel like I it was more so anxiety for me mm. where like there's been times where I like, let I can let my anxiety get out of control where like, that's the thing I more so have to worry about. Like I kind of, I remember reading something where, Anxiety is more about worry for the future where depression is more about worry for the past or I definitely think much more in the future and I find myself getting caught up there too much. And that's where that anxiety can just really uh, breed in. <laughs> and if you're lucky like me, you can both. <laughs> <laughs> the double way. Oh, it's, it's funny because like anxiety is so exhausting that it puts you into a depression mm. and then having that depressed feeling can make you anxious and it's just like, yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah, I wanted to share this quote, but also, like, I came across some research the other day as well. And I mean, there's there's a lot of studies out there right now, especially linking uh, depression after COVID, like all the lockdowns and the effect that had on mental health, all the screen and technologies. And so, this study was actually uh, published by the University of Cambridge, and a quote from it was: "With fewer and fewer students having physical friends these days." Research shows that this could significantly impact mental health risks. Uh, preschool kids who learn to play with others tend to experience better mental health than those who do not. And then the second part of this quote being children who learn to play with others at preschool age tend to enjoy better mental health as they get older. Uh, the new research shows and these find the findings provide the first clear evidence that peer playability quote unquote, the capacity to play successfully with other children has a protective effect on mental health. You know, I think one thing that's sticking out to me is essentially it's isolation mm -hmm. is the problem. And we've seen that a lot with COVID mm -hmm. and personal experience myself. Um, the times where I was isolated, whereas those are the times I was most depressed. Yeah. So it makes sense. Well, it's just so interesting though, because it's like, we see this going on and it's just getting out of that cycle. And so while I'm not a mental health expert, obviously my, my specialty comes down to nutrition mm -hmm. and more of the mindset side of the nutrition, which I mean, it does have some play on mental health because there's a huge link there between nutrition and mindset and fitness and your end all mental health on top of that. But I'm not going to sit here and say I'm some sort of therapist or something like that. Yeah. But this is more just to bring awareness. Well, first off, I thought this quote was freaking awesome. Like, yeah. Just one more time in case you guys didn't hear the oh, first goodness. time. You want to die, then throw yourself into the ocean and you'll see yourself fighting to survive. You do not want to kill yourself. Rather, you want to kill something inside of you.
I don't know. I just think that's a super powerful quote. Bro, that was deep. (laughs) (laughs) So deep. (laughs) But really, like, getting down to the real problem here, and this is what I feel like is important to have a conversation about, is first off, there's the isolation. But then the other part of it is just, like, such a lack of a purpose that I know I had for the longest time. I had no purpose. Like, same. I went to school. I did stuff. Like, I played video games. I hung out with friends. I was never, like, depressed or anything like that. But there was just always some, like, anxiety in the back of my head. And I was like, I don't even know why that's there. Like, my life's chill. Like, I go to school. (laughs) I'm doing great in school. And I go home and I hang out with friends. And I repeat day after day. But it's just like, why is there still that, like, anxiety lingering there because at the end of the day it's like you can have that social thing too like that's a huge component of it but i think the big purpose or the big thing <laughs> is purpose like school has nothing to do with purpose nowadays it has nothing to do with helping you find your purpose and granted finding your purpose is definitely something that's not too easy to teach but at least like informing people of like how big finding your purpose is Like I noticed the second I started actually going out and helping people with their nutrition and all that sort of stuff, while I could have just continued on in engineering, had a stable job and made my 100K and basically keep living the same life where I go home, I play video games, I hang out with friends on the weekend and just repeat till the end of time. But there's no purpose in that for me. Whereas the second I started working with people and helping them achieve their health, like my life completely switched and like that was the first time I truly felt happy. You know, <laughs> this is going to be a funny story. You know, at the biggest, the the point in my life where I had the most depression and the least amount of purpose, this was when, so before, you know, the nutrition school and all that, I did school for medical assisting. And when you have no experience, it's harder to get a job because it's a very competitive market. Um, so the time between completing the school and then waiting to get a job, you know, I lived with my parents, so there's no like hurry to pay my bills. I was applying to jobs, but in the meantime, while I was waiting for responses, you know what I would do? Wake up, play World of Warcraft, <laughs> maybe go to the gym three days a week, rinse and repeat. Like, wow was something that I found a lot of joy in, but. I had no purpose, so it didn't matter. That was the point in my life where I think I've said before, like I was sleeping for the majority of the day. I would sleep for like nine hours at night and then take three separate three hour naps. That's insane. Yeah. And like I wasn't even though I wasn't um playing it with like real life friends, so just, <laughs> I, I'm embarrassing myself right now. Um but I had like a um a group that I would play with on well, you know, you do voice chat with them, you'd have a good time. So there wasn't really social isolation in that way. But again, it was the lack of purpose. I was just like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm waiting for a job opportunity to come by. Yeah. And then at the point where I switched from no longer wanting to be medical field, I was just like, what do I do? How am I going to fill my life? I was always the person that needed to be kept busy. It just, I felt so lost. And then I spiraled into a pit of depression. 
Well, that's the thing that kind of, a that, that's when it comes to talking about mental health. I think that's the part that annoys me the most is it's not a conversation about purpose. Like you're talking about there or a conversation about not being so socially isolated or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, tell yourself to feel better. Tell yourself these affirmations. Well, I'm not saying affirmations have no point, but like at the end of the day, this is a cool quote, but it's not solving the problem. Yeah. And the, well, the, lot, the biggest problem is, and I can speak on this because this is the biggest problem I had is negativity is so hard to pull yourself out of. Mm. You get to the point where you don't want to feel better. You want to stay that way. Yeah. I can't explain it, but you don't want to get better. No matter how much you're suffering, no matter how much you feel numb inside, you don't want to get better. And that's why it's so hard to get out of it and to live a happier life because you're just so sucked into staying negative. Why make these changes that are going to make me happier? Why? I'm fine the way I am. I don't want to be happy. Well, that's the thing too. That's why I like mindset so much is because it's all about like momentum. Cause if you have that momentum going in the negative direction, you're just going to keep wanting more negativity because that's what you're comfortable with at that point. Whereas like the whole point of this show is getting uncomfortable, getting out of your comfort zone because that's when you actually like seek real change. Cause like no real change is happening. If you're in your comfort zone, like you could be, depressed and uh or i'll talk from my perspective but anxious and like watching an inspirational youtube video and getting yourself pumped up for 10 minutes but then like the video ends and you're like oh what do i do now yeah i felt good for a second but now i just all my problems are still there (laughs) an object in motion stays in motion unless acted upon by an outside force force equals mass times acceleration Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Totally what I was talking about. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) my two cents on it. I mean, I've been all around the spectrum of, not that spectrum, the spectrum (laughs) of mental health, of of happiness and depression. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been, stop looking at me like that. I've been... (laughs) on the extremely depressed end and I've been on the extremely happy end. I've been everything in between. So again, while not everyone's experience is the same, I feel like I have a little bit of insight that might be helpful. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's like, it's just at this point, the whole point of this podcast was just, you guys aren't alone. Mm-hmm. Like we struggled the same things. And even, even today, like I can tell you like all the great things like I'm trying to do, end of the day like the still this shit keeps creeping back in mm-hmm. it's all about just keeping pushing yourself forward and like finding ways to stay more and more positive because that's what i i find is crazy like the more i just focus on like my purpose like we're talking about here mm-hmm. doing that every single day it's like all these negativity negative things just go by the wayside and that's what i want everybody else to have because yeah. it's like this is insane like all i have to do is wake up and it's hard to build that momentum. Like, don't get me wrong. Like you just like literally there's been months where I'll just tell myself make today suck. So tomorrow is better. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually tomorrow is automatically better. Like there's gonna be a bunch of days where you just have to keep making it suck, but you eventually hit this point of momentum where it's just all positivity, just moving in the right direction. 
And I think that's what's powerful because that is such a better, in my opinion, like a better tool to help with all this mental health nonsense that's going on right now than to just keep prescribing more drugs and uh, affirmations and all that stuff. Well, and it's good to point out too that there's nothing wrong with you if you feel this way and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you if you can't escape it. Like I mentioned earlier, humans have a negativity bias. Yeah. So if you feel stuck, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not like you're damaged goods. It's not like there's, it's going to take work to pull yourself out. It's not going to be easy. No one ever said it was going to be easy. Also, I really want to specify like not, not talking shit on drugs right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you probably shouldn't be doing like some of those drugs, but I mean like the antidepressants and stuff like that, like they definitely have a place, but I just truly don't believe anybody was meant or designed to live on those for their entire life. Like you were not born with, a deficiency in an antidepressant. Yeah. And I was on SSRIs for a while. So I can also speak on that. <laughs> and for me personally, it, it all it does is like, if you're, if you're feeling numb, it just makes you feel more numb in every single way. You don't, you don't get to feel happy or sad. You just kind of feel there. Mm-hmm. You just kind of exist. And that's not a good way. That's a shitty way to live. Yeah. Quite honestly. So, now, obviously, there's always going to be the exceptions, but yeah. for most people like that I talk to, and that's what's awesome is like people I've even worked with is they've gotten off of those things, and we have never once like sat down and had a mental health talk or anything like yeah. that, where they'll just come to me afterwards and they're like, "Yeah, I've actually stopped taking this medication or this medication." It's just like that's freaking incredible. Like that's yeah, and. Uh- the thing is, though, especially with those medications, please, please get off them with your doctor's guidance because going off them without their guidance can be very dangerous. Or if your doctor doesn't want to help you get off them, find a doctor. That exactly. Because and I don't mind like talking about this. I was on um, a medication called Cymbalta and I wish I had been informed about this medication because um, I was on the like one of the lowest doses possible. I think I was on like five or 10 milligrams, super, super low. But, um, they don't tell you that there's something literally called Cymbalta withdrawal symptom or withdrawal syndrome. Sorry. And given that my dose was so low, my doctor said just cold Turkey it because tapering, it's going to be very difficult because it's so low in the first place. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you that week that I stopped it was the week from hell. The week from hell. So, there you you never, and this isn't just for antidepressants, but a lot of medications. There's little withdrawal uh, syndromes named after them that we're not told about. Mm-hmm. We're told that's fine. Just like one time, and this is not a withdrawal medication problem, but I was told for my eczema, go methotrexate is fine. Methotrexate is a chemotherapy drug. And they just kind of go like, yeah, it'll help your ex, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, no. It's like you watch the commercials for these drugs and they've got like 45 seconds to sped up all these different uh, side effects. Side effects include death. (laughs) But from what I hear, it just doesn't happen too much at the doctor's office where they're going over all those different things. Yeah. And it's just like I'm blown away by how easily they prescribe that methotrexate. Given that I worked in dermatology, it was just like, wow. 
And I mean, have you seen two of the commercials on antidepressants that say like um, people that like take the medication end up killing themselves is because the medication itself doesn't make you kill yourself. Medication, all it does for people is give them the energy to do it. Oh my God. So SSRIs, again, they have their place, but you got to think about how they're going to work mechanically and chemically for you. What they're going to provide. Well, that's the thing is like with all these different things is like having uh, somebody that looks at this holistically. So a doctor that's willing to, whether you need a SSRI or any sort of drug, well, we could even be talking about like a cholesterol drug here as mm-hmm. well that won't just prescribe you that, but we'll talk to you about all the different lifestyle factors to change as well. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not just taking drugs for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like that to me seems so much more powerful of a system. And there's doctors out there like that, but it, there's so few and far between that. That's almost like witch doctor stuff nowadays i think a lot of doctors are getting more toward that because i was fortunate enough and of course she was still you know not perfect in the way that i wanted but i had a doctor um so i I went in for a doctor's visit and i had high blood pressure i mean it's it was anxiety induced because going to the doctor gives me extreme anxiety (laughs) but every i mean every time i'd gone to the doctor for the past few years the the blood pressure was high and I just thought you know oh maybe something's wrong with me turns out it was just consistent chronic anxiety all the time anyway I asked her should I be like on blood pressure medication she said no you know what you just implement these lifestyle changes get some get your weight down get your diet under control yada 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 I mean I felt lucky that she just wasn't like yeah let's put you on a on a um, BP medication that's awesome, though. Yeah. Things are changing just slowly. Very slowly. Just like antibiotic use, doctors are more hesitant to prescribe them now, Thank which the is Lord. good. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I think only because oh, they're afraid of super bugs. But anyway. Whatever gets us in the right direction. Yeah, I won't complain. <laughs> but guys, remember this quote? It's an awesome quote. <laughs> My Lord. <laughs> It's not very often I get inspired by a quote, okay? And when I do, I've, the inner white girl in me comes out and I have to share that shit everywhere. Oh my god, it's so inspirational. <laughs> Hashtag inspo. Anyways, I appreciate you guys listening. And if you guys found value in this, remember, just sharing it with one person keeps spreading the message. But I appreciate you guys. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. In case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.